This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here at the Big 8 tournament champion. 93-7 the ticket veteran and Bill Callahan fan club president, Jake Bakovic. I love Billy. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. This is On the Block with Strick and Bob. Hold up. On the block, Eastrick in the studio today at the Ticket FM, theticketfm.com. We always appreciate your support and thank you for joining us on the block. This is the second hour. It went really long and it is because we were sipping on this good flat top. Oh, yeah. This good flat top started it off on Thursday, <laughs> Thursday thanks to Kevin Meyer of Kevin of Meyer's Cork and Bottle. So, nonetheless, we're going to talk a little bit about Archie Manning. One of the Manning sons um, actually has uh, an opportunity that no one knows what the final prognosis is, but we do know one thing for sure is that he is eyeing Texas and everything big normally they say happens in Texas, except the Longhorns have been garbage for the last uh, uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco. I mean, we can count it out. I mean, like 15 years now. I mean, my gosh. I mean, so one of the things is about this this whole situation is that um, you've got to look at it with the glass half full, Boxster. And the reason being is that the Manning, the Manning family has had tremendous success, and we both know that they are SEC, you know, kids and players. Yeah. Uh, Tennessee, obviously, we watched Nebraska dominate. And, That's right. And, and, and listen, I know you've watched a show called Happy Feet. If you go back and just Google or YouTube the Tennessee versus Nebraska game, you would see Peyton Manning do the greatest happy feet routine ever (laughs) as far as trying to get that ball out of his hands because Nebraska Cornhuskers was bearing down on him every time he got back there. And I don't care if it was a three-step drop, five-step, or seven. Matter of fact, he wasn't doing seven. He was doing three to five. And then he only had 2.5 to get it off, and it didn't work. So, I mean, he had some good receivers too. Don't don't get it twisted. I mean, he had some solid solid, – uh, you know, weapons to work with, so to speak. But, you know, Little Manning is considering Texas. And one of the considerations is I personally think it's a good fit. And I'll break down shortly after I allow you the space and time to give your input as to do you think it's a good fit for him? Do you think he should go to the big power five like an Alabama? Or do you think he should go to – uh, maybe a U- USC or do you you know where do you think would be the best fit for an Archie Manning? 
Well, yeah. If you haven't if you haven't followed the story yet, Archie Manning is a up and coming quarterback, and in, in the perfect nil package that you could put out there. Obviously, late the legacy, um, not the son of Eli, not the son of Peyton, the son of the other the other Manning. But in any case, um, it's kind of interesting. And of course, his grandfather Archie Manning is is, is what his namesake is. So he's Arch Manning, uh, and it actually, I think he's a twenty twenty four kid, uh, um, and uh, so similar to Dylan Riola, and, and we've talked about this that this week, and um, you know, so all the SEC teams, Old Miss, Tennessee, definitely feel like they should be in, involved. Um, and uh, but he's got—I mean, he he could pick a school. He can go to Alabama, he can go to Georgia, he can go to Ohio State, he can go to Hawaii if he wants. So he can go wherever he wants. Um, I feel like with the legacy in the SEC, it would be. Um, you know, with the Manning family, it would be interesting to to delve outside of that. But at the same time, I kind of like the history there. I like a Manning in the SEC. Um, I don't necessarily know, uh, you know, how close he is to, to Lane Kiffin and that staff down there. If Ole Miss has a chance, um, yeah, and, you know, Tennessee's probably a long shot, but they're giving out some pretty good NIL money, rumor has it. So um, he, he really can't lose in that situation. Um, so in my mind, in the SEC, if he's setting himself up, I'd really like to see him um, personally. Personally, and I'm kind of a Georgia fan, but I'd like to see him at Georgia. He's had his uh, mm. he's had his visits there. They've apparently gone well. Georgia, uh, it, do they got the money? They probably they, have the do money. They, or do they have a Tom Cruise down there in Georgia right now? That's that's having a conversation. Yeah, <laughs> with Archie go. talking about show me the money. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see it because, but I mean, if, if you take that route. You are taking the route of Kirby Smart being a defensive head coach. So are you getting the best quarterbacking for it? The reason why I say it would be a great fit is because Georgia's been pretty good um, despite who their quarterbacks have been in the past, right? Stetson Bennett is not necessarily an All-American. Uh, no. They they decided to, to turn their, their face towards Justin Fields, one of the best recruits they've had uh, over the last several years in, in favor um, of of their other quarterback that they had at the time that was that was going strong. Again, after Thursday, Thursday, sometimes I forget the names, but <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about. He got drafted by the Buffalo Bills. Uh, hasn't been great. Uh, took him to the championship game, and that's why they kind of stick stuck with him. Jake Fromm was the name I was looking for there. Um, but in any case, I'd like to see him continue that legacy in the SEC just because I feel like that's a fit for the Mannings and it's the power conference. I mean, if you want to prove yourself, I think more than anything, you can prove yourself in the SEC. So, But I'd like to see him take it a different direction than his, his grandfather and, and his, uh, his uncles there and, and choose a different SEC school, one that's near the top. For what it's worth, Alabama, very intriguing because they're one time um, kind of the, the Georgia in this conversation, right? Winning despite their quarterback. Lately, they've been winning uh, because of their quarterback. So my thought on this whole thing is this. Archie Manning being one of the top-rated quarterbacks in 2003 recruiting class, and it doesn't matter what school he chooses, he still has a pathway that's going to lead him to the NFL. That's, that's just – I mean, legacy kids just have that opportunity that's available to them. The thing about it is, if he chooses an Alabama – he and, and and I think this is inbred in them as to why they make the choices that they made, right? Ole Miss, uh, you know, in Tennessee, they're not they weren't perennial powerhouses, but you know, they've had some solid runs in their time frame and that they that they were uh, pretty active in the SEC and, and and they made some some noise, so to speak. But at the end of the day, right now, you look at Alabama it's become kind of, uh, you know, quarterback you, in a sense. You know, you've got Bryce Young coming off of a Heisman Trophy. Um, he'll probably be one of the top three 
uh, chosen in the 2023 draft. The, Alabama's two quarterbacks previous to that was Mac Jones, Tua Tagovailoa. Both of them were both first-round draft picks. So if you're a kid, and I'm this type of kid myself, I would try to go and make my own name and my own legacy, right? Right now, there's no pressure. You go to Alabama, it's instant pressure. You're already under under basically the microscope, and you're following the lead of everybody that's already paved the way before you, right? But if you go somewhere else, I don't care if it's Texas. I don't care if it's, you know, I wouldn't go to Tennessee because then you're basically you're following – Peyton, I wouldn't go right. to Ole Miss because you're, you're following Eli. I, you know, I probably wouldn't go to a Clemson. You know, I, I would maybe look at somewhere else where I could establish my name. And uh, my up and coming program. Because at the end of the day, the only one, the last quarterback that was chosen in the first round was like in 2006, and that was like Vince Young. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that that I mean the history of that it goes long and they haven't really even had a first round draft pick in any uh, high level position running back wide receiver since then. So at the end of the day, going there establishing your legacy. But the problem with that is there's going to be a kid there waiting on you when you get there by the name of Quinn Ewers. Are you going to be able to face that? You know that smoke. Are you going to yeah. want to deal with that smoke? Or are you going to want to just, you know, because right now somebody's got to win. And who is it going to be? There's UIL money. You can't pay two quarterbacks high-level UIL money. So what are you what are you really going for? Are you going for that specific purpose? Or are you going to be there at a short period of time? You've got three years and make it happen. That's the way I look at it because at the end of the day, Texas is coming off of a 5-7 and seven season. The Longhorns' reach have not, never, in no sense, form, no smell. They haven't sniffed the college football playoff in any form or fashion. They've had just two quarterbacks drafted, as I stated. Vince Young uh, was in 2006. And they're no longer a national power. They're a national power by tradition and history, but they're no longer a national power. So to go there, turn it around. If you get there, you can beat out Quinn Ewers um, and then make the shift. You're two years establishing yourself, putting up good numbers, changing the whole the, – the mentality of the whole uh, Texas banner and maybe raising its stature. And then at the end of the day, you're going to face the SEC a few years after that. So now you've yeah. established yourself. You face the SEC probably in your last year of playing. You put up good numbers, and then all of a sudden you bounce. That's the way I'm kind of visualizing how it could happen for him. But is Texas the spot? I, I mean, it makes some sense. And as far as the return to glory, it would be it'd be quite a college football story. Um, it's just kind of fascinating to kind of think about because he's like Dylan Raiola is going into his junior season. And there's been talk about, you know, between the both of them, I suppose, is, is reclassifying, making this their final year of high school football. Because, I mean, they're, uh, it, it's crazy that we know about – that quarterback class that we can name two off the top of our head, and we don't necessarily know that about the next quarterback class or the next two, right? Um, because these names are, 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 you know, legacy kids. And Manning, obviously, again, couldn't be any better of an NIL package. I mean, that is, uh, if you had to draw it up uh, in a studio, you'd put the, you'd, you know, you'd put up the, the Manning name on the back. That's the perfect quarterback. So Nebraska's with. got a shot. 
I don't know if Nebraska's got a shot. Uh, Thunder off the text line says Nebraska makes the most honest one, if we're being honest. I'm not sure about that. Uh, <laughs> so he said, everything is bigger in Texas. Camera slowly pans to Manning's five head. <laughs> he makes fun of his forehead there. Uh, Kirk from Georgia says, the no line keeps him healthy. Texas is trash right now. Don't worry. He'll go to Georgia. Go dogs. We actually know how to build a line. So um, there's kind of different thoughts there. I, I, I think part of it, too, is how do you want to be perceived? If you go a Manning, a kid that's um, basically set up for, you know, <laughs> and he's the legacy kid. Uh, I see, I don't necessarily see Alabama as the villain in sports. They're certain the, in the sport, I should say. Yeah. They're definitely a team that you cheer against. It's like an annual thing since like the Everybody mid 2000 to Even cheer myself, against them. Yeah. I root against Bama. Just, but it's not because you hate. And I live in, I'm from Bama. Yeah. But, but for most of us, I don't think it's because we hate Alabama. I think it's because we just want something different. My God, <laughs> you know, Nick Saban stopped dominating so much. That's where it is. But if you get a guy like, if you put a Manning in an Alabama uniform, all of a sudden I can see them. That's where the heel turn comes in. Then you start to hate Alabama. So I'd be I'd be interested in that. I, I obviously within the Manning family there'd be some interesting thoughts about him going to Georgia. Um, maybe he could you know the villains. What about Florida coming up? Could be Florida would be that'd be certainly an interesting <laughs> move. Um, USC seems to be kind of the villain in in the in the sport right if, now. If Lincoln Riley, yeah, Lincoln the Snake Riley, yeah. If they get that going, that would certainly be interesting but does he want to be perceived as that does he want to play as a freshman you would assume he wants to be so then not all not those Oklahoma? options are out on the f- why table? not be a dirty snake and go to Oklahoma <laughs> that could be too I, I'm fascinated by wherever he goes yeah, um, no doubt I we're mean, watching that because he's be the name yeah yeah I, unfortunately, hey, listen, hit us on the Sutter Heyman text line at 402-464-5685. We definitely want to know your thoughts with regards to Arch Manning. And where do you perceive or think, um, you know, he should make a move? Uh, we want to hear from you as well. Uh, we're going to take a break. we got to take a break. we got to catch up a little bit. on. We went a little bit long on Thursday, Thursday. But we're going to catch up right here on the block. We'll come back. We're hitting the hardwood. Talk a little bit NBA playoffs. We had an imbalance. There was some injustice going on in the playoff series where one, it was a tight one, and then the other one, it was a not-so-tight one. (laughs) So we'll talk about that when we come back after this on The Block, 93.7 The Ticket.